why do churches talk about blood all of the time? And more specifically, Jesus's blood. Because to a non-Christian, it may seem to be a very uncomfortable thing to talk about, let alone sing about. So on this episode, we are going to be talking all about the blood of Jesus and why churches and the Bible make such a big deal about it. This is more to the story. I am your host, James Jones. Did you know that there is a specific phobia for the fear of blood? Yep. Uh, it's called hemophobia. Hemophobia. Are you scared of blood? Absolutely not. I used to want to be in the medical field. Right. I'm not scared of blood either. I do know some people that are, though. It washes off. Do you know anybody that has hemophobia? Um, I mean, at the side of blood that they pass out. That they would, yeah, get Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I know a couple of people like that. Yeah. We have my wife on here with us again tonight. We are excited to be spending some time with you. Hemophobia, the fear of blood. This is what this article says. Does the sight of blood make you feel faint or anxious? Maybe the very thought of undergoing certain medical procedures involving blood makes you feel sick to your stomach. The term for the irrational fear of blood is hemophobia. It falls under the category of specific phobia with the specifier of blood injection injury phobia. And then it says, while some people may feel uneasy about blood from time to time, hemophobia is an extreme fear of seeing blood or getting tests or shots where blood may be involved. So I, I, I know some people that have a fear of blood that would almost pass out. If I they've knew seen someone, it. and this is a bit extreme, but to the point that they needed blood to keep living and they refused it. That's how bad they were afraid of that. Did they die? Somebody else's blood, not their own. Yes. Yeah, they did die. Because they refused to take the blood. They refused to take the blood. Wow, that's sad. It is, yeah. He was quite young. So what are the symptoms of hemophobia? How would you know that somebody has hemophobia? Uh, Probably just like any other phobia, trouble breathing, rapid heart rate, tightness, pain in your chest, shaking, trembling, even getting lightheaded or feeling nauseated, and hot and cold flashes, sweating. And those are all physical symptoms. Yeah. Yeah. This is all on healthnet.com, I think. Is that what we're reading off of? Healthline. Healthline.com. Yeah. And it also said something about there being emotional symptoms. Mm-hmm. Tell uh, us about those major anxiety or panic attacks, overwhelming need to escape the situation. (laughs) (laughs) I could see that going south. Um, Detachment from yourself or feeling unreal, feeling like you've lost all control and feeling like you might die or pass out and feeling powerless over that fear. Wow. Last one was like a (laughs) mic drop. I, I don't have hemophobia. And I'm not really scared of blood. Right. I've never have been, at least. I've never What felt is your phobia? Faint. What is my phobia? Yeah. Do you have one? Um, you can name mine. 
Isn't there a phobia of like really deep water? Like when we were on our cruise a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. whenever I look over the side, I would kind of be afraid of the water. It's we not were... the water itself. It's what's in the water. It was just, plus it was so far down because you're so high up on the cruise ship. Right. But it was just so dark blue and it, you can, it, it was just, it was you know, beautiful. if you fell, you're done, you're dead. If yeah, you fall I mean, in, you're dead. And so I feel like I was kind of I mean, there's people that the survive that. Maybe. There has been. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I would be able to survive that. Right. Mine's semis. It is semis. You mm. are you have a phobia of passing semis or being passed by or a semi truck. My like biggest fear. Right. So hemophobia. An irrational intense fear of blood. But I've never seen um a ton of blood. I guess I have. I guess there's been a couple times where I've seen like injuries and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I no, I even in those moments when I've seen a lot of blood, I wasn't really afraid. But it's a thing and uh, a lot of people actually have it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have hemophobia because blood isn't isn't really like the most kosher thing to talk about, right? It's not the most common topic that people would bring up. Not dinner table talk. Right. They definitely wouldn't bring it up at the dinner table. Right. That would be crazy because it's kind of weird and scary and nasty. It's blood. You know, not many people talk about it. And so with that, it can be very confusing to those who are not familiar with church or familiar with the Bible when we talk about the blood. Because the Bible talks about the blood extensively, and we talk about the blood all the time in church. We sing about the blood, mm-hmm. and we preach about the blood. And so for people coming into church and blood being that um, uncommon topic that most people wouldn't just bring up, it may be very awkward for them. I mean, we sing we sing some songs about the blood that would be really awkward if Especially you did not. Especially if you've never been to church before. Right. Like, didn't know anything. Tell us about some of them. Um, just a couple, I guess, that come to mind. Um, there is power in the blood. There's power, power in the blood. Are you washed in the blood of are the you, lamb? Are you washed in the blood? The soul-cleansing blood yep. of the lamb, right? Yeah. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus, yep. What can wash away my sins? Nothing Nothing, but the blood. Nothing but the blood. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. (laughs) And I know it was the blood that saved me. One day when I was lost, he died upon the cross. I know it was the blood that saved me. One more. It's the blood that gives me strength from day to day. It will never lose its power. That's so hard not to sing that. Right. Sing it. Nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> Trust me that. And for somebody that doesn't know much about church, they can be so confused. Why is this church singing about being washed in someone's blood? Right? That it would be so weird. Clean. So today on, on today's episode, we hope to explain why we put so much emphasis on the blood of Jesus, why we preach it, why we sing about it, because it's important. And so uh, let's start by talking about how important your blood is to your body and your life. Tell us some things about the blood. Well, your blood carries oxygen and nutrients throughout your whole body. And without it, your organs probably wouldn't function very well. Or right. they wouldn't function. The blood carries different cells and antibodies, right? And fights infections and viruses and stuff like that that try to come in and make you sick, invade your system. Yeah, I wish mine would do a better job this past week. <laughs> right. There's been some... We've been under the weather this past week, or at least my wife has. I've bad. Been, yeah. I haven't been bad. It's been rough. But, 
But the blood fights that. Whenever you do get sick, you do get a virus, you mm-hmm. do get a, a bug. Your blood is, is what carries the cells and antibodies that fight that. Your blood carries the waste products to your liver and your kidneys, and, and that filters all of the bad out of your body. When you get injured and you cut or puncture your flesh, the blood immediately rushes out of that opening or that cut, and it forms like a clot, and it stops the bleeding. A barrier. Yes. Yep. Yeah, like a, it's, yeah. So it stops it from bleeding. And um, without your blood, your body would not be able to function, mm-hmm. right? Without your blood, um, everything that your blood does is imperative. It's important. It's, nece- it's necessary for the, for the function of your body. Your body wouldn't be able to fight off uh, infections or viruses that invade your system. If you didn't have blood, um, you wouldn't be able to fight off sickness at all. But because of its life-giving properties, blood was talked extensively about in the Bible. And so let's give a few examples real quick of blood in the Bible, and then hopefully we can explain why it's so important. Because it is. The blood of Jesus is a very important topic. It really is. But in the beginning, when Adam and Eve sinned, um, their punishment was death. That's what God had said. If, if you eat of this tree, thou shalt surely die. So their punishment for the sin was death. And so judgment demanded that their blood be shed. But God's mercy, because he loved them, God loved them. And his mercy, he provided a substitute. He provided an alternative. A substitute was given, and God took animals, and he killed these animals. And he took the blood and the skins of these animals, and he... He wrapped them around. God wrapped them around Adam and Eve. And this is the first time in the Bible, in Genesis, I think chapter 3, this is the first time in the Bible that we see this substitute where judgment demanded their blood, but God provided another blood. Um, we see this when, when uh, God asks Abraham in Genesis as well to sacrifice his son Isaac to give him back. God's judgment demanded Isaac's blood. But when they got to the top of the mountain, Abraham prepared the altar, and just before he took the life of his son, it was God's mercy that stopped him. And when Abraham looked behind him, there was a ram caught in the thicket by his horns. And when God's judgment demanded Isaac's blood, God's mercy provided another blood. And it was there in Egypt when the Israelites were in bondage and and uh, the 10 plagues were happening, and they, they were at the very end. This was the 10th plague, and God was going to kill the firstborn of, of, of every family and animal. Um, the death angel was going to come through because God wanted to deliver his people. God told his people, though, this was going to happen. The death angel was going to come, and the firstborn of every family was going to be killed. But God told his people that whoever will take a lamb and kill it and apply the blood of that lamb to the to the door of their home, that home would be spared. And when God's judgment came that night, demanding life and blood, God's mercy provided an alternative. It provided a way out. God's mercy provided a substitute. It was another blood instead of theirs. It was another life instead of theirs. And and so blood has always been important in the Bible. It was there in the tabernacle whenever they built that structure. That's where they would come and meet with God. That was their church. When the high priest would go into the temple once a year and he would apply the blood of a bull 
to the mercy seat. And in doing that, it would hold back the judgment of God for another year because man was sinful. Humanity in their sin deserved their blood to be shed. They deserved to die. But God, in his love and mercy, he provided another blood. And the high priest would apply that once a year. And it's a, it's a beautiful picture of the substitute that God made available. That was, it was a beautiful picture of um, another blood. In the Ark of the Covenant, this was that golden box that um, had the mercy seat on top of it with the angels. That was the seat of God. That's where God would sit. It was God's chair. And inside of this golden box was the Ten Commandments. And it was enclosed in this box, and on top of it was the mercy seat that the high priest would apply the blood to once a year. And so you had the law of God and if they were to break that law, they were sinning against God. And so if you were to break any of that law, you deserved punishment. And everybody's broken one of the Ten Commandments. Everybody has. One of them is to not lie, to not bear false witness, which is to not lie. And everybody's told a lie in their life. And more people's probably broke more of those Ten Commandments. And so even then, people were breaking the Ten Commandments and they deserved the punishment of God but God took that law, the law, and he put it inside of this box covered by mercy. It was covered by a mercy seat that had blood on it. And so when the law demanded their blood, God provided another blood. And so the law and judgment of God is covered by mercy and by blood. And even when the men of uh, Beth Shemesh, whenever the Philistines brought the Ark of the Covenant back, they stole it, had it for a little while, realized they didn't want it. It's a great story. You can go read it. Um, but they bring it back, and the men of Beth Shemesh are rejoicing. They're, they're, they're so glad that the Ark of the Covenant is back, the glory of God is back, and they receive it. But they want to open it up to see if the Philistines stole anything out of it. So they push off the mercy they push off that bloodstained mercy seat to move it out of the way. And when they do, thousands of people die because they removed the mercy from the judgment. And so anytime, this is a powerful principle, anytime we pass judgment on somebody, we first must move God's mercy out of the way. It's not our place anyway. Right. Jesus said, before you worry about what's in your neighbor's eye, worry about what's in your eye. And most likely there's something there. Right. We Always. all got something in our eye. We've all got our own things that we're working on. But in order to get to the judgment, you had to move away the mercy. And it's the same today. God's mercy is, is from everlasting to everlasting. And, and Paul said, where sin abounds, the grace of God doth much more abound. And so we must always err on the side of mercy. It's a powerful principle. But every year they needed the blood, the blood of a bull or a goat uh, to take the place of their blood. That was rightfully owed. So that's, the, th that's why blood was talked about so extensively because our blood is owed to, to pay for our sins because we've broken the Ten Commandments. We've done uh, evil things. Everybody in the world has, 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 has scars and skeletons in their closet and so your blood is required, but God made a way by providing another blood. 
So once a year they did that blood. They did the blood of a bull and they would apply it to that mercy seat. But it wasn't enough because the law demanded that a human pay for the sins of a human. A cow cannot take the place of every bad thing that I deserve. And so God came up with the plan. God said, I know that the law demands that man pay for his sins with his life. But what if I come down from heaven myself? What if I make myself a body? What if I become a human and I take their place? Because the blood of a bull wasn't working. The blood of a goat was only working for a year. And, and it required a human's blood. But God loved you so much that he became your substitute. Isn't that amazing? God loved you so much that he took your place. And when the law demanded your blood, God gave his own blood. When the law demanded your blood, God provided another blood. But his blood uh, wasn't the blood of a cow or an animal, but his blood is righteous blood. The Bible says that by his stripes we're healed. So his blood is a healing blood. His blood is a saving blood. And we sing about the blood of Jesus because it's the very thing that we needed to be saved. We need the blood of Jesus. Without his blood, there is no redemption. There is no forgiveness for our sins. So it's not a physical thing that we're talking about, right? It's a spiritual principle. We're not literally talking about washing ourselves in any blood. That That's gross. That's that's crazy. We're talking about a spiritual principle that God took our place, that it was the blood of Jesus that, that took our place, that saved us, that washed us whiter than snow. It's amazing. The blood of Jesus Christ is a powerful principle. I'm thankful. I'm thankful that God chose to save me. He became my substitute. So what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood. So here's a cool story. There was a girl in Australia, Demi Lee Brennan. How old was she, babe? Nine. She was nine years old? Uh, she became sick, and the sickness destroyed her liver and her immune system, and she was going to die unless she found a donor. Uh, she needed a new liver. And so she was placed on the list, and, and they found a suitable liver, and they did the, they did the transplant, and it worked. It worked. It was successful. And, and Demi, nine years old, receives a new liver from this donor, and it worked so well that the doctors were amazed. They ran tests, and something um, unreal happened. It blew the, the minds of the doctors. The the little girl's blood type changed. I think it was from O positive to O negative, or maybe the other way around. But they're running these tests. Her entire blood type in her, in her body changed to the blood type of the donor. And not only that, but the stem cells, they ran more tests. The stem cells from the new liver attached themselves to her bone marrow, and her entire immune system changed to be the same as that of the donor. Everything that was in the the uh, that the donor was immune from, she is now immune from. Her immune system completely switched and changed. So all of his antibodies she now had. And and when we are baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost, we receive a blood transfusion. The blood of Jesus covers us, right? It's a spiritual thing. We're not talking physical blood here, but our, our spiritual blood type changes. And we receive his antibodies. 
Everything that Jesus is immune from, we're now immune from. Our spiritual blood type change. Did you know that, here's a powerful thing. Did you know that when you get sick and your, your body fights off the sickness and, and you go on down the road and you forget about it, it may be weeks or months down the road, your blood never forgets about when you were sick. It never forgets that certain strand. It never forgets that virus. It never forgets that, um, that bug, whatever it may have been. Your blood remembers every virus and how to beat it. it mm. You always have that, that, antibodies. The, those antibodies in there, yeah. right? And so when you receive the blood of Jesus Christ, everything that Jesus has defeated, you can now defeat. Every sin that has been defeated for the last 2,000 years is still remembered by the blood of Jesus Every antibody, everything about his blood, our blood type has changed. Everything that Jesus has defeated, we can now defeat. Everything that he beat, we can now beat. That's why Revelation said, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Why? Because what Jesus has conquered, we can now conquer because we have his blood. We have his antibodies. The blood of Jesus is the powerful principle. Yeah, it can be weird for, for newcomers coming in. But I think the quicker we can get them to understand why we put so much emphasis on it, the better, because it's the blood that's going to save them. It's mm-hmm. the blood that makes the difference. Well, now you have no, like, two different bloods warring against each other. Mm-hmm. Um, going on a quick story here, it reminds me of all of my pregnancies. Um, I have O negative blood and all my babies have had positive blood and there was always blood warring against each other. And until I took, um, I had to take certain medicine and infusions and different things like that during my whole pregnancy to make sure that my baby, um, wasn't being attacked by my blood because our two different blood types. But once they were able to match that up, then we were able to, to work together to create and to form that beautiful human um, that baby, it was no longer warring. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Because blood is important. You can drag that in there. Blood is essential for life. Just the type of blood. I mean, that's what that's what you're saying right there. Just the type of blood mm-hmm. is essential to life. Yeah. Having the right type of blood. Right. The blood of Jesus Christ works for any type of blood. It doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, what you've been through in life, what your story is, what your past looks like, what your what, what, what shame and regret and scars. And I don't care how marred and mangled your story is. The blood of Jesus works for you. Right. The blood of Jesus works for you. It can make the difference. We have a few verses that we're going to end this with. Miranda, why don't you start it off? Ephesians 1 and 7 says, In him we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. Ephesians 2 and 13, But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Jesus Christ. Hebrews nine twelve through 14, He entered once for all into the holy places, not by means of the blood of goats and calves, but by the means of his own blood thus securing an eternal redemption. For if the blood of the goats and bulls and the sprinkling of the defiled persons with the ashes of a heifer sanctify for the purification of the flesh, how much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God, purify our conscience from dead works to serve the living God? That's powerful. How much more? If, if, if the blood of a bull did it for a year, right? how much more is the blood of God? Right. Not just any man, but, but the, the right one, blood. 
Right. Not just any man, but it was the blood of Christ who had the eternal spirit inside of him. He, he is the eternal one. So how much more will his blood <clears throat> cleanse us? Uh, Hebrews 9.22, indeed, under the law, almost everything is purified with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. First John 1 and 7, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Revelations 1 and 5, and from Jesus Christ, who is uh, the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Revelations 12 and 11, and they have conquered him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, for they loved not their lives even unto death. The blood of Jesus Christ, it'll work for you. It'll save your soul. It'll cleanse you. It'll make you brand new. That's why we put so much emphasis on it, because the blood is synonymous with life. Without blood, there is no life. His blood gave us life, life and life more abundantly. I'm thankful for the blood of Christ and I just want to be an encouragement to somebody. We do. My wife and I want to encourage somebody today that that the blood can make the difference for you, the blood of Jesus. He loved you so much that he provided another blood when the law demanded yours. Thank you for listening today, joining us. Like, share, and subscribe. Um, we're on Facebook. Go like our Facebook page, comment on our video. We would love to have dialogue with you. We appreciate all of the reviews that you've been given on Apple Podcasts. May God bless you. See you next week.